Jesus is in this house. The Holy Ghost is here, and the presence of God's in this place. And if you haven't felt him yet, it's because you haven't found his address. Amen. That's right. And if you, well, I went to church, and I didn't, I didn't feel a whole lot. Well, I'll tell you why you didn't. Because you didn't find his address. Let me tell you his address this morning. He lives on the corner of Hallelujah Boulevard and Glory Avenue. For he says, I inhabit the praises of my people. Amen. He said, I inhabit the praises of my people. Amen. I reside in your praises. I live in your praises. Amen. If you just come here and sit to a service and do nothing, you probably won't receive too much. Amen. Somebody says, I got went to church and I didn't receive a whole lot just as I expected. Well, I, I can tell you this. You didn't leave disappointed. You came looking for nothing. You left nothing. Amen. But I didn't come that way this morning. I'm expecting God to move in this place. Amen. The healer is walking these aisles. The burden bearer is walking these aisles. The deliverer is walking these aisles. Amen. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Amen. And you can receive your miracle today. Let me turn this thing on. They tell me they got me on a lapel and the hand mic. And uh, see if I can get this sucker on. I'm sorry, I called it a sucker. Amen. All right, I got the green light on. Praise the Lord. But my wife said, don't say that in the pulpit. Forgive me. Amen. I love my wife, and I appreciate her. and glad to have her with me. She's been my wife for 55 years. We'll be in October. She's the best thing ever happened beside the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Holy Ghost was the best thing. Amen. Glenda Stanley was second best. Praise God. Amen. And uh, awesome. Thank the Lord. But uh, no telling what God's going to do in this house. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Shall we stand and honor the word of the Lord today? Amen. And, and we're going to God's word. And as you notice, I, I wear suspenders. There's a reason for that. And uh, sometimes they're leather suspenders. I had a three-year-old, oh, I, I, he's probably five years old, come to me after church one day where I was preaching. He said, why do you wear your belt on your shoulders? Amen. I said, these are my safety belts. Praise the Lord. They're my safety belts. All right, go to Luke chapter 18. If you have a Bible, verse number uh, we will begin reading verse number 9 of Luke chapter 18 of this familiar passage. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. Everybody say, two men went to church. They were in the same prayer meeting. The one, a Pharisee, and the other, a publican. Now, you Bible scholars understand that the Pharisees in Jesus' day were very religious sect of people. They believed in the law of Moses to the cross and the T and the dot and the I. Very religious. But can I say this? They were very judgmental. Amen. Reminds me of some Pentecostals. Amen. I shouldn't have said that, should I? Amen. We can be very judgmental. You hear what I'm saying? Because we think sometimes we're more righteous than other people are. Amen. 
Brother, I tell you, all what you are is only by the grace of God. You are what you are today because of his grace and his mercy. Amen. I am what I am because of him. The Pharisee, very judgmental people, stood and prayed thus with himself. And uh, the little publican, of course, was the dregs of society of Jesus' day. They were always looked down on as sinners. Publicans were sometimes, if you look at what the scripture says, some of them were tax collectors. And nobody liked the IRS back in those days either, I guarantee you. Amen. But uh, the, the publican was that type of person that was not highly thought of. But the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, exhaustioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Now when I read those two verses of Scripture, I notice immediately that this man has a disease. He has a terrible disease. I call it iitis. It's all about himself. It's all about me. I, I thank thee that I am not as other men. I'm not an exhorter. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer. I'm not even as this but I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. He was full of himself. It was all about him. And let me say this right now. If you don't remember anything else that I've said here today, Amen. If you ever expect to receive anything from God, you've got to empty yourself of yourself. Did y'all hear what I said? If you ever get anything from God, you've got to empty yourself of yourself. You can't be full of yourself and God at the same time. There's no room for God if you're full of yourself. You've got to understand, amen, that I am nothing. I can do nothing without him. God, I need you. Amen. That's right. And you're going to find out that this publican standing afar off would not lift so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, I am nothing. I'm empty. I'm void without you. Be merciful to me as a sinner. Look what Jesus said. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Amen. Two men went to church. One was blessed by being there. The other walked out cheated with nothing. That's my subject for the next few minutes today. Blessed or cheated in church. Amen. You're either going to be blessed by being here today or you're going to walk out of this building cheated because you didn't get anything. 
Amen. Let me tell you, if you come here today in this service and you leave the same way you came in here, you've been cheated because the Holy Ghost baptizer is here. The miracle worker is here. Jesus is in this house to touch and transform and to minister to you today. Don't leave here cheated today. Make up your mind. I'm going to receive what I need from God in this service. Amen. Uh, Give us the spirit of the publican that says, God, here I am. Have mercy upon me. Somebody says, well, I don't need anything today. We'll pray for all of us that does need something. Amen. I've been in the church all of my life and I don't get too righteous and self-righteous and I don't get too holy that when I walk through those doors, I don't need something. If anything, God, I need a blessing. I need to be touched today. Hallelujah. God wants to bless everybody in this building. Don't leave here without your blessing. Hallelujah. Don't leave here without your miracle. You can stand. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, anoint the little preacher today in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. By the way of introducing this subject today, I asked you a question. How many has ever felt cheated? Somehow or the other in your life, you've felt cheated. I have. I felt like I've got a raw deal Maybe I was shortchanged. It was below my expectations. It didn't mount. It didn't come up to what I was looking for. And I've said, "Man, I've been cheated." That's right. Nobody likes to be cheated. I don't think anybody likes to be cheated. In fact, those are fighting words. And probably before you got in the church, they would probably you'd get up in somebody's grill if you knew that they had cheated you deliberately. Amen. But most of the time, we feel that it is others that cheat us and not ourselves. We think it's always somebody else that cheat us. But the greatest cheaters in the world are those who cheat themselves. Amen. That's right. Those who cheat themselves. Such was the case in our text that I read in your hearing today. Jesus is trying to teach us something in this parable. Amen. He's trying to teach us something that you can go to church. You can go to a prayer meeting. You can be in the house of God and leave without nothing. That's right. Because of your attitude. Your attitude. What was the difference between these two? It was their attitude. Amen. That's right. One man was blessed. One man was touched. One man was changed. One man was justified. Amen. But the other man left with nothing. Because he felt like he had it all together. He felt like that everything's fine and hunky-dory and I'm doing great. And he was full. He was satisfied. I don't need anything. I need. I don't need nothing from God. And if you come needing nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. Amen. Brother, what good is it to come to church if we walk into this building and we leave the same way we come in? Hallelujah. What good? is it? If, they, if, 
the overhead people would help me with the first scripture of Luke chapter 1 and verse 53. There is a beautiful scripture here that tells us, amen, man, y'all got it high tech here. I can look this way. That's right. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent empty away. That is a powerful scripture right there. It's simple, but it's powerful because it vividly portrays what I'm preaching about today. Amen. He's filled the hungry. What he is saying is, if I could find a hungry man, if I could find a hungry woman, if I could find a hungry person, I will fill you. I will bless you. I will touch you. Is anybody hungry in the house today? I said, is anybody hungry in the house today? He said, if I find that hungry person, you're going to leave here with good things. Amen. I'm going to bless you, transform you, touch you, minister to you. But Bible said, blessed is he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What a promise. Brother Mitchell, what a promise. Blessed is the hungry. Blessed is the thirsty. For you said, I'm going to feel that hungry person. I'm going to feel that thirsty person. I can tell when people's hungry or they can come to church. I can show you everybody in this building is hungry today. Amen. You can tell a hungry man from a satisfied man that don't need anything. Hallelujah. But I want to tell somebody here today that he said, if, if the rich come, he said, I'm going to send the rich empty away because the the rich man don't need me. The rich man is full. The rich man is satisfied. The rich man trusts us in his riches and not in me. That's why the Bible says that it's easier for a camel to crawl through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to be saved. Why did Jesus say that? Because he said that, that rich man depends on his riches and he trusts us in his wealth and he doesn't need me. He thinks he can make it through life without without me. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell somebody here today, none of us in this building can make it without him. I've got to have him in my life. But he said, I'm not going to even, I'll walk by the rich man to find a hungry man. Jesus is walking these aisles this morning. Jesus is between these chairs today trying to find the hungry trying to find the thirsty and if you walk out of this building the same way you come in here you've been cheated why in the world would we leave a service like this the same way we come in here Amen. I need a blessing, God. I need I need healing today. Is anybody sick today? You're the healer is here. That's right. Anybody going through a financial crisis in your life? The financer is here. I'm not talking about the banker down the street. I'm talking about our heavenly banker that said, I'll supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. Oh, Jesus is trying to find somebody to bless today. Jesus is trying to find somebody to touch this morning. Amen. That's right. Let me remind you that you're sitting in the greatest place in the world this morning. You could not have come to a better place than right here today. 
This high school auditorium has been turned into a sanctuary of God. This is the house of the Lord. And you couldn't have come to a greater place in the world this morning. Why? Because this is the house of God. This is holy ground. This is a place where the creator meets his creation. Hallelujah. This is a place where deity walks these aisles. Hallelujah. Deity walks these eyes. Oh, I don't know what that does to you. That excites me. Jesus is in the house. Somebody said, oh, preacher, we know he's here. Well, why don't you act like you know he's here? Hallelujah. I'm excited that the miracle worker is here this morning. He's in this house. Hallelujah. That's right. Everything's just right for a miracle today. I think about Jacob when he fled from Esau and he lived upon a certain place after running from Esau all day and he was tired. And the Bible says he stopped and he built himself a pillow out of stones. Brother, that's a hard, hard pillow to lay your head on. But that's all he had. And he built a pillow out of stones and he went to sleep. But what he slept, there was a visitation of God that he gave him a vision of a ladder descending from heaven and ascending back into the heavens. Upon this ladder was angels descending and ascending. At the top of the ladder was a voice that said, I am the Lord God of our father Abraham and Isaac and I will be with you and I'll go before you and I'll make your seed as the sand of the seashore oh and God gave him those beautiful promises of what God would do for him and suddenly the Bible says that Jacob awaked out of sleep and he said surely the Lord's in this place and I knew it not you know I got to looking at that brother Mitchell He said, surely God's here. And I didn't even know he was here. And I said, oh, duh. The reason you didn't know he was there, Bubba, because you were asleep. Amen. You need to shake yourself and wake up. I believe there's too many people come to our churches and sit on our pews that are asleep spiritually. Amen. Some of you act like you don't even know God's in this place. Amen. Brother, we act, we sit on our seats and we do nothing. We don't praise. We don't worship. We think we're at a sideshow watching something to be entertained. Brother, but I'm telling you, you're in the greatest place in all the world. Shake yourself. Wake yourself up and say, God, I know you're here today and I know you want to touch my life today, God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what's wrong with you, preacher? I'm excited that I'm awake and I know he's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. And do you know what I liked about it? He said, let's build a monument. He took the stones he had for a pillow and he built a monument unto the Lord, a pillar unto the Lord. And he's called that place Bethel. Oh, what does Bethel mean? Surely the Lord's in this place. This is none other than the house of God and the gates of heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bethel. Welcome to Bethel. This is none other than the house of God and the gates of heaven. This is where Jesus can minister to you and touch your life. 
I don't need anything, preacher. But one thing, you need to be emptied of your self-righteousness. Amen. I need him today. Can you say, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus is in this house. His mission statement is found in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 through 19. If the little overhead lady could help me today. Amen. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as the custom was, he went into the what? The sanctuary. Amen. The next verse, the synagogue. On the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Jesus as his custom went to church on the Sabbath. I met a lot of Christians that never adopt the church door. They're not Christians because the word Christian means to be Christ-like. And if you like Christ, you're going to be in the house of God. And our Sabbath today is Sunday. It's a day we have set aside. Amen. I'm going to be, my custom is to be in the house of God every time those lights are turned on. How about your custom? Do you want to be like Jesus? Amen. Let's read on a little bit further. Let's read it quick. And there was delivered him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, and there he found the place where it is written. I like this. Read the next verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and receiving of the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you today that that was Jesus' mission statement over 2,000 years ago. And if that was his mission statement over 2,000 years ago, he said, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. If that was his mission statement over 2,000 years ago, that's still his mission statement today. Amen. He's still moving down these aisles. He still wants to do what he did then he wants to do today how many believes that today amen brother he wants to heal the broken hearted this morning he wants to bring deliverance to the captive he wants to recover the sight to the blind he wants to set at liberty them that are bruised he's walking these aisles to minister to every need in this house May I ask, what is your purpose of being here? Do you have any needs? Do you need God to answer some prayers today? Does anybody need a miracle today? Is anybody going through a storm in your life? And if those needs and desires are not met, don't you feel like you've been cheated? You should be, because he's here to meet those needs. Ladies and gentlemen, the supplier of our need is here today. Somebody... Somebody says, somebody says, I'm waiting on God, preacher. I'm waiting on God. If God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. If God wants to deliver me, he'll deliver me. If God wants to fill me the Holy Ghost, he'll fill me the Holy Ghost. I'm just waiting on God to touch me. That's a bunch of hogwash. That ain't in Scripture. Amen. That's right. My question is, who's waiting on who? He's gone to Calvary. He's already shed his blood. He's already purchased your redemption. The stripes have already been laid on his back for your healing. Amen. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, that the ball is in your court. It's your shot. 
Hallelujah. That's right. He's already made a touchdown for you. It's time for you to take the ball and run with it. Amen. It's time for you to just quit sitting there. It's time for you to reach out and touch him. Hallelujah. Hey, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. Amen. That sounds to me like God's waiting on me. God's waiting on me to ask. God's waiting on me to knock. God's waiting on me to seek. Amen. He said, if you'll ask and if you'll seek and if you'll knock, I'll do it. You know what? I made up my mind. One or two things are going to happen when I come to church. Y'all want me to tell you what it is? I want all y'all to, to adopt this principle because it works. I made up my mind that when I walk through the doors of the church and sit through a service, that God's going to touch me before I leave today. I'm not leaving the same way I come in here. Amen. And if God, if you don't hurry up and touch me, I'm going to touch you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not waiting on him, Bubba. If he don't hurry up and do it, I'm going to press my way through the crowd. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. Amen. That little woman with the issue of blood didn't sit by the roadside and waited for him to come to her. Brother, she, when she heard of Jesus, brother, she arose and said, if I could just touch him. If I can just touch him, if I can just touch him, I shall be made whole. Hey, get out of those pews or those chairs and reach out and touch him and God will do it. Quit waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Somebody, somebody said, well, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like worshiping today and I don't feel like praising him and I don't feel I'm tired, I'm, I'm sick I'm weary, I just don't feel like it. let me say this sometimes you got to will it before you feel it hallelujah you got to will it my God if we went by our feelings half the time we probably wouldn't come to church this whole flesh don't want to do a lot of things when it comes to the spiritual aspect of life. Amen. Only time the flesh wants to come to church is when it's in trouble. When it's sick, when it wants a preacher or something. Or somebody's died, and then we want to find a preacher in our lives. Amen. But you've got to get to that point where you've got to will things. I don't feel it, but I will praise him. I will magnify him. I will run an aisle. I will shout. I will worship. I will, I will, I will. And God says, if you will, I will. <laughs> if you will, I will. Hallelujah. Don't sit there like a knot on a dill pickle. Amen. Reach out and touch him. Reach out and touch him. God will come to your rescue. He's walking these aisles. Did you know God rewards effort? My God, I got to hurry. God rewards effort. If the taxes are going to be paid, somebody's going to have to go catch the fish with a golden coin. Amen. If you're going to have wine at the wedding, 
Somebody got to fill the water pot. But we're, we're sitting on our fifth vertebrae waiting on God. Here I am, God. Here I am. God don't operate like that. He said, if you can do, if you do what you can't do, I'll do what, or you can do what you can do, I'll do what you can't do. If you do the possible, I'll do the impossible. But you got to do the possible before I'll do the impossible. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to fill the water pots. Oh, those lazy jokers could have sat on their backside and say, He's God, manifest the flesh. All he's got to do is speak the word and say, water pots, be thou filled with wine. And they, how many believe they would have been filled with wine? All he had to do was speak the word. He could have made it easy for them. But God rewards your faith and he rewards your effort. And if you sit there and do nothing, the water pots will be empty. Amen. But if you'll go get the water and put it in the pot, I'll turn it into wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? What's your name, brother? Brother David, you've been inspiring me all the time. I've been preaching. He he gets with it. He he come here to get blessed today. Hallelujah. Brother, and your little wife too. Praise the Lord. But I want to tell you, if that's your wife, I hope it is. Your girlfriend or whatever. Amen. Brother, but I want to tell you something. I want to tell y'all something. Amen. I like what the Bible says because the Bible says that the servants went and filled the water pots to the brim. I don't think you could have put another drop of water in those water pots. They said, we're going to fill them to the brim because we want all the wine that we can get. Amen. They had that much faith. They filled it to the brim. I want to tell somebody here, you can have as much God as you won't have. You can have a little bit of God or you have a whole lot of God. Just how much water you put in the pot. Hallelujah. That's right. They sang a little song back years ago. We don't sing it anymore in Texas. Y'all may still sing it if you do. God bless you. Amen. Here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Amen. I don't like that song. It don't take much to fill a cup up. If that's all you got when you come to church is a cup, you ain't got much. And you don't want much. I've seen people get their cup full after the first song and they didn't do nothing else. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Is that all the thirst you got? Is just a cup? But when I'm really thirsty, I want a gallon or two. I want to drink every, until my thirst is quenched. Amen. So you know what? And I've changed that little song. And I made up my mind. I'm not going to bring a cup to church, Lord. I'm going to bring a 55-gallon drum. <laughs> Here's my drum, Lord. <laughs> Fill it up, Lord, because I want all that I can get. I want everything I can get today. Amen. 
Amen. Do you have a cup or drum today? Hallelujah. If you brought a drum, you're still wanting more and more and more and more and more of God's power and God's glory. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Brother, let me tell you something. They filled it to the brim. And God, Jesus, God manifested fast, Jesus Christ. They poured the wine out, and it was better than the first. Hallelujah. God's best is always ready to give you. God's ready to give you your best. I said God's ready to give you your best. Amen. You've got to do something. If the walls of Jericho is going to fall, somebody's got to march around the walls if Naaman's going to be healed of his leprosy he's got to go dip seven times in Jordan so you just don't come to church and sit down expecting God to do it you do it what you can and I do what you can't can you shout amen if you're going to receive your miracle today you're going to have to do something besides sitting there I'm closing just a moment I need Isaiah 66 and 2. I know I've skipped on you a little bit because I can't get it all today. I've got a two-hour sermon trying to do it in 45 minutes. Amen. But, but I want you to notice this. Before we read this, I want, to tell, I want to say this. God is looking for two things this morning in this service. Look at your neighbor and say, God's looking for two things. What are they? What are they, Preacher fixing to show you in this scripture it will tell you what God's looking for for all those things that my hand made and all those things have been saith the Lord next verse but to this man will I look I'm looking for somebody that is a poor and a contrite spirit what is he saying I'm looking for the spirit of the little publican I'm looking for the spirit of the little publican today that says, God, I'm coming today and I need you to bless me and touch me and minister to me. I don't want to leave the same way I come in here, God. I need a miracle. I need deliverance. I need healing. I need your help, God. That's what God's looking for today. Amen. But there's another thing that he's looking for. And he said, I'm also looking for the person that trembleth at my word. Let me interpret what trembling at the word means. You don't want me to tell you what trembling at my word means. I'm looking for somebody that is sensitive to my word today. I'm looking for somebody that will respond to my word. It doesn't do me any good to preach to you 45 minutes and you just sit there and won't respond. You walk out the same way you come in because you just sit there. And God said, I'm looking for somebody that trembles at my word, that's, that's sensitive to my word, amen, that'll obey my word, amen, that'll respond to my word. That's right. And to respond to my word, you've got to do something. You can't just sit there. I'm looking for the poor and the contrite spirit. A man that'll humble himself before me and say, I need you, God. Don't leave cheated today. Don't leave cheated today. 
My God, I feel the miracle worker here right now. I want everybody in this house to stand right now. Everybody, please stand. Hallelujah. And I want every person in this building that needs something from the Lord. You don't want to leave this building today the same way you come in here. You may need a blessing. You may need God to help you through the storms of life that you're going through with right now. You may need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost baptizers here. But if you need something from God, I want you to make your way out between the chairs. And I want you to just come and stand around the front right now. If you want the Lord to minister to you right now. Right now, amen. Don't leave here cheated today. Please don't leave here cheated this morning. Amen. Make your way to the front right now. Amen. Say, God, here I am. Ever what you need, I want you to lift up your hands right now. And I want you to start praying. Come on, Jesus is in this house. Don't leave here cheated today. Amen. Hallelujah. If there's any ministers in the house, Brother brother Mitchell, I want you to help me today. Walk around among them and just lay your hands on some of them. Start praying with them. Hallelujah. If there's any ministers that can help us today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God wants to minister to you. Don't leave cheated today. God wants to bless you. I said, God wants to bless you right now. Oh, that's it. Play something. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Pray right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh. In the name of the Lord right now. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Father. In Jesus' name. Let virtue flow through the service right now. Let it fall. 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 Let it fall.